Hi, this is Matt Welsh with Spiritual Media Blog, and today I am here with James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy. James, thanks so much for being here with us today. Nice to be with you, Matt. Um, so a lot of people know about your book, The Celestine Prophecy, um, but why don't you tell us, what have you been up to lately? What are you up to now? Well, you know, like everybody else, you know, we're, uh, we're kind of grounded uh, where I am. And, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, pretty much uh, the whole country, right? Maybe even the whole world at this point. So uh, it's, it's something living with these kinds of restrictions. And uh, uh, it's, you know, it's interesting because it, it's uh, a test, really, to see how, how we can best keep ourselves uh, inspired, keep, you know, keep the energy up. Uh, you know, from my point of view, it's all about that. You know, it's, it's all about inspiration, uh, energy, and, uh, you know, finding a, a real meaningful something that you want to create in your life. And uh, even, uh, you know, in a situation like this, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, from my point of view, we just have to keep building and go back to the ways and we'll talk about the ways to to uh you know build energy build uh you know to find a way to to, to let go of these anxiety feelings and the hurts and the anger and all the all the other things that come up at a time like this so we can we can talk about that um but yeah i do a, yeah I'm, I'm touring of course with the re-release uh, of the Celestine Prophecy, uh, yeah, which is very interesting for me to uh, be out on the road talking about the Celestine Prophecy. Uh, and, you know, we've got about three generations now that have been passing this book around and, uh, the, the, and finding it very, very meaningful to them, you know, because it, it describes a really a, a, a way to uh, see see life as having a deeper spiritual meaning and being able to prove that to ourselves. Um, and uh, we do that, of course, through those uh, this perception we uh, experience we can have of meaningful coincidences. Uh, and if, if these meaningful coincidences, you know, this synchronicity is, is real, then it means that, and I believe it is without a doubt, and uh, you know, tens of millions of people uh, out there are uh, also on board with this, that uh, we can prove to ourselves that there is a spiritual dimension to life. And, of course, we don't know all the, uh, the details of that. Uh, all, all we can do is really – but, you know, people have their beliefs and there's all the religious information out there, but, you know, it boils down, really, to finding the real experience – of spirituality as a consciousness and and so as, as we travel around uh, speaking to people about the Celestine prophecy uh, I really uh, like to talk about uh, that this is a new time in the world and when I started talking that way uh, you know it was before the the yeah these this this virus uh, was uh, uh, happened to us, and uh, but it doesn't change anything. It's a new time in the world because there are more people who are conscious spiritually uh, than ever before. There are more people meditating in the world, yeah, uh, uh, across three generations now. Um, and and it's interesting because I think that it's really a time when. We have three generations asking the larger questions, and this just makes it makes these questions more poignant to have this sudden shock to you know our, our routines. Uh, but you know we we have baby boomers who are retiring, asking, well, what what I really want to do with my life, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm free enough, you know, so, that, you know, what can, I, what can I do with my time? You know, to kind of volunteer, can I create a charity, can I get involved with trying to make the world better in some way? You know, asking the larger questions. 
And then you have uh, millennials uh, reaching that really interesting astrological point, which is uh, moving from in mass, this, this big, huge generation is aging together, and the bulk of, of millennials are moving past 38 into 39 and glimpsing 40 coming right at them, right? And uh, that makes you, uh, you know, everybody who's gone through 38 to 40 uh, has, has, you know, every generation asks the same question. Okay, I've, I've done the relationship thing. I've done the job thing, I've done the kid thing even, a lot, a lot. Yeah, but what do I really want to do with my life, right? It's right there with 40 coming at you that you make decisions about how to find more meaning and something more fulfilling. People, people change jobs at this age rapidly, trying to get into something that they really enjoy more. So millennials are asking the deeper questions. And then you have the older children of millennials. And, and remember that millennials and their, ch and their children are the majority population on the planet now, already. Yeah. Which means, you know, they're, they're going to be the influencers very soon of, of the future of the human race. And, uh, and uh, you know, the kids that... Yeah, the, the Z generation they call they call them. And I, and I hope these college kids these yeah you know, this really runs from about uh, about uh, you know sixteen or seventeen through the end of college. That's that group, and they're huge too. And uh, all together, you know, they're they're looking for co in college, but they also a lot of them are looking at college. How do I educate myself? How do I find what I want to do in the world? And uh, to make all these questions more poignant is this sudden danger in the world that we never contemplated, or most of us didn't. You know, we, we knew theoretically that something like this could happen. But it just makes it more, um, maybe even urgent, to find something fulfilling, fulfilling in this world. Uh, a lot of people will, this will influence them a lot. They'll, they'll want to make a career out of stopping the next one from, from getting this far, you know? Yeah. So, so when I say it's a new time in the world, it's a new time in consciousness because all these generations, again, are, are meditating, asking the large questions. And when you ask the large questions, you start to find answers. And, and so, you know, everybody's passing the self-esteem prophecy around again, uh, and which is the reason we, we did a, a new edition. So I'm on the road with a new edition doing these workshops about what, what, is, what, is this, what are these key experiences that we can discover for ourselves that prove that, that we're in, that, you know, that life is about a spiritual journey. Consciousness. So uh, it, I couldn't be having any more fun. I just hate it. Uh, all of it's had to be postponed. For, you know, I'm doing it all electronically now. Um, but that's okay. You know, that's it's all part of whatever we're going to learn through this. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, this whole virus and pandemic is causing a lot of people to reevaluate, reprioritize, wake up. And I think your teachings are even more relevant now than ever with this going on. But it's also, it's, it's a hard time for a lot of people right now, whether, you know, they got, they're, they're afraid, um, they've lost their job, they're concerned about their physical health. I mean, what would you say to people like that who are scared and anxious? You know, uh, that you're not alone in the world. There's a spiritual force you can tap into. And again, we don't know the religions. You know, you could pick up the religion if you want the full story or, or, or a story. But if you want to just tap into the proof, the experiences that can, can convince one that they're on a, a journey that's spiritual, uh, these these experiences have never been more defined, never have been more uh, discussed. 
um, you know, all the insights in my four novels are are experiences that each of us can prove to ourselves are real. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Now you can you can doubt so much you just won't feel the evidence, but it's it's uh, you know these insights are about how the world really is and that and how it works really. Uh, I tell people all the time I think the human race has discovered the the long sought for operation manual for planet Earth, right? Uh, because you, you just got you know you just you kind of find yourself in this journey and you 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 count on people older than you to to define things, but then uh, they don't know it all, and you, everybody knows you know we don't know it all. But we know enough now. There's a, something called the human potential movement in science, and it's a, it's not a, a strict science, but it's it's a kind of search for meaning, for the real way the world works. What is this spirituality that we can tap into? Uh, what, the, what is this longing to do something with it? Our soul wants to do in the world, and that we're never quite satisfied until we get into that. We find what it is, and, um, uh, and it's always a way to help the world evolve positively. You know, it's always about that in the end. Everybody can get, say, well, I, I want to make a business and have a, have a million dollars. Well, you're not going to get a million dollars unless you have something that people want. And, and further than that, it's, it's that you're not going to get the million dollars unless you have something that people need. And that that seems to help the world in its evolution forward, right? So helping is all about helping. So uh, as as we'll see if we go through these insights together today, um, it's it's a understanding of actually how the world really works. We know the phys- physics of you know they've got the physics down. It's it's actually confirming you know, the further reaches of modern physics uh, is confirming that we live in, that we're, we live in a, a kind of consciousness that's seeking uh, and that the world responds to our creation, our creative power, right? So we, we know, but we have, a, you know, all the materialistic science has been done. Science is now turning itself to well, what else? What else can we find out about the spiritual nature of this world? Uh, and so that that was the human potential movement started a hundred years ago uh, with uh, Carl Jung when he separated from the materialism of Sigmund Freud, right? And from then on, it's like, how do we talk logically about spirituality and what what are the common experiences and and does it, do they feel the same way to everybody? Yeah. Uh, uh, so we can we know the, the key experiences of spirituality now, uh, and then all it takes is for people to just desire to open up and and search for and have an intention for these experiences. And what what comes with that is the kind of fulfillment that our souls want. You know. So. It's pretty interesting to talk about. More and more people are thinking about it than ever before. And probably this pandemic has jolted us out of this kind of lazy materialism. Absolutely. And I really like how you talk about being able to prove these uh, spiritual principles through your own personal experiences. And one of the insights that you talk about um, that I do think is a bridge between the science and the spiritual is synchronicity and this idea of meaningful coincidences in your life. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? But also, you know, how can people create more synchronicity and meaningful coincidences in their life? Well, that's the uh, that's the big question, right? <laughs> yeah, because synchronicity happens to almost everybody. If, if, if people look back and say, well, how did I meet my, my partner, you know, my romantic partner? And uh, you look back and, I'll, and you say, wow, if I hadn't have gone back in the, to get something outside to get something in my car, I wouldn't have met her coming out the door. You know, you know it's, 
or him. And uh, so it's, uh, it's um, people in retrospect can see this, these meaningful coincidences that have shaped their lives. Um, and that's what it is. It's a meaningful coincidence. And Carl Jung was the first one to coin the term. Uh, he saw it all the time in his, his psychoanalysis with people uh, in, in terms of you know, what popped up to help them see a course they needed to take in their own lives. You know? But it, uh, it's much larger than that. It is a, uh, it's a force in the universe. And you can say, well, that's God helping us, or, you know, but what is, how does it work exactly? What do you have to do to get, you know, it's a lot of questions that we don't know, but we, we do, we have proved a lot of things. First is that synchronicity is real, and if synchronicity is real, and, and what really happens in life is that synchronicity opens doors to, for your dreams to come true. Okay? It's, it's, it seems to be a design of the universe. Now you can, you know, you can say, well, I can never do anything, and you can be negative about your life, and that's exactly what will happen. Or you can say, you know, I can send out a prayer, you know, I can, I can in, in make intentions for my life, and I really want to change jobs, how am I going to do that? And what happens is if we ask that question, Things will happen uh, that that uh, can, can be can be uh, thought of as basic help. Yeah. You, know, you want to go, okay? And but you have to be alert to those. You can just sleepwalk right by them. Uh, so the, the first thing is to be alert. You know, alert. You have to be bold. Uh, you know, people orbit each other. You know, if you, if you start to see who, uh, start to pay attention to the people that come in the door with you into the restaurant, that sit beside you in the restaurant or on the airplane, and because none of that is by accident, right? Yeah. And once you once you start to see, well, it, I mean, it might be by accident, or it might not be meaningful. But it happened, and it could be a meaningful coincidence, but you have to explore it. Now, you know, I've got 12 insights through, through the four books, and these 12 insights are, are each a, a new understanding of the world, how the world works, to make synchronicity go faster. Oh, yeah. You've got to get in tune with how the world really works. For instance, the second insight... I mean, the first, the first insight is the discovery that synchronicity is real. Yeah. And you know, if you if you stay alert to what might be a synchronicity, you can prove that yourself without question. Yeah. Now, a, a scientist would say, "Well, that's but that you know that's just a random thing, and you're making something out of it." Well, no. Uh, we're 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 getting helped by it. <laughs> Uh, mean, yeah, they they like to say that because they're you know they're skeptics and you know, but in order to find the real evidence for spirituality, you have to set your skepticism aside a little bit and see if you don't see this synchronicity working in your life, waiting waiting for you to step into the flow of it, right? And so that's the great uh, revelation of our time is that synchronicity is real. And that we now know how to step into that flood. And it begins with all the, all the insights in sequence. Because every time you get it about how a different thing about life that you discovered, it puts you uh, in a place where uh, uh, synchronicity uh, comes faster. Okay? So it's almost like opening up to the reality the real way the world works, and you, then you discover that synchronicity is the is the kind of operating. Well, it's the kind of uh, basic experience that gets goes faster. They get bigger. You know, they will take you to the maximum of your 
soul's potential or what your soul wants to do. But you gotta tune in. You gotta tune into it, and and that's the what you really get out of it is the most fun you've ever had in life. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's not scary. It's nothing weird about it. It's very practical the way it works. We just have only now discovered that that's how the world works. We yeah, we're not just in a, a basic material world that happens happens by pure chance and. All you have to do is just figure out what you're trying to create and go try to create it with your ego. Well, that's the hard way. <laughs> you create it by allowing, your, allowing yourself to be guided intuitively. So, what do you want to do? We talk about any of these insights or all of them, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of uh, synchronicity, the, the next question on my list was to ask you about the relationship between intuition and synchronicity. So... Um, I mean, that's a, a perfect lead-in. Okay. Then, uh, uh, it, you know, uh, synchronicity is the observing the world, how the world helps and guides you if you pay attention, right? Intuition is something that you receive in your mind. You know, it's a hunch. It's a gut feeling. It's an image of you doing something in the world, and you go, wow, I could never do that. You know? Before I wrote the self-seen process, I had a vision of the whole thing. Huh. And um, it was just, it's just like an ordinary you know, uh, daydream, right? And all of a sudden, in the daydream, I said, oh, I could do this, 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 and this, and what if that happened? And all of a sudden, I just got on a little roll about the future, what was possible, and you know, that happens to people all the time. The thing is, they do what I did, which is, well, that was a crazy pipe dream, you know? And well, what's, what's that all about? And because, I, you know, it's about writing a book that would be successful, but I didn't even know what subject matter would be. And yeah, I, I wanted to write, but I didn't, I didn't know the subject matter, and I got into it. You know, uh, you know, into esoteric psychology and 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 all that. You know, in school, and finally, uh, I realized. And then, and I was a therapist for a long time, and and finally, I realized, oh, yeah, there's a message in this. The way I do, way I help people, there's a message in that. You know, my experiences, I can write about, and. Uh, and then that became a self-seeking process. So these, these, but these daydreams and hunches are very practical, really, but you have to recognize them because uh, intuition is always a, uh, a, a kind of daydream. It kind of comes in your mind. Okay? It's not when you're making the list. You know, that's a part of our minds. You know, it's the right place for the ego where, okay, i got to get this done today. But, again, that's the slow way. Uh, if you pay, start to pay attention to the other thoughts that come, you'll have these thoughts that just kind of arrive in your head. Uh, and you'll go, well, I don't have time to do that. I'm busy on my list, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's always about call an old friend, go to the library, Research something on the internet, um, you know, talk to the stranger that I'm sitting, standing beside, uh, uh, waiting on a bus. You know, it, it's, you get these hunches to do something, and that's your guiding intuition. And we, that's been studied up and down and all around. We know exactly that it's a, it's a, a higher intelligence it's an intuitive intelligence that human beings have. And, uh, but you have to not ignore that because modern science would say, don't, that's irrational. Whatever it is coming to you is irrational. You've got to be rational before you set goals and rational steps to the goals. You know, that's, that's good. That's a basic good idea. We have to be logical in the world. But we get help. Right. And, and, if, and see, the key thing about intuition, though, 
is that you have to follow it as soon as possible. Uh, yeah. I'll tell, tell you a little story I always tell. So, <clears throat> you know, we, we live on a, a wildlife reserve, right? Mm -hmm. And we have bears and, and big bobcats bob and all kinds of uh, coyotes, some of them really big. So we have to, you know, we'll have a little fence around our house and yard area. And, uh, and but, you know, the coyote would just come on in and eat your cat, you know. They don't know any boundaries. <laughs> so we have bigger dogs that patrol, you know, and they keep the animals and they alert us. Well, I had one of our dogs who was getting old, and she needed to retire from all that, right? She wanted to sleep more, not, not to be out there barking at coyotes. And, uh, and I woke up thinking about it. Oh, got to find. And we used to go to rescue uh, organizations to find our dogs, right? But the, the day that I thought, I woke up thinking about it, I thought, okay, this is a Tuesday, okay? So I said, We'll have to set up something on a Saturday to go to these places because that's when they have all their dogs out, right? And uh, so I got ready. I had a, uh, I was late for an appointment, jumped in the car, went out to the main highway and was cruising toward my appointment again late. And I thought about, yeah, you know, just kind of driving and I thought about it again. And, and when I thought about it, I realized that I was right next door to a pet shop that uh, on weekends had had rescues. So I figured, I, I thought, and still it's late, see. So I thought, okay, all right, look, I'll come back there. It's, you know, the intuition is I should come back there on Saturday, right? So try to go again. And then the other thing, I trained myself to do a double check on intuitions. Which, in which I, I say, I ask, okay, but wait a minute. Why did I think about that now? Hmm. Well, now, right beside this pet shop. Yeah. And of course, once I really thought about it, I said, because it's absolutely imperative that you, you, you really act on these things as soon as you get. So I said, okay, later or not, I'm going in there. So I swerved around there, parked, went in the door, looked to my right. And there was Ginger, our new dog. Oh my gosh. And we've been looking for a lab that could swim with the kids. And there she was. Wow. So, you know, that's how life is supposed to go. That's the design. <laughs> but we don't listen to these thoughts, right? Uh, these hunches. Uh, just think about it. I mean, it's, it's you know, people already know they have hunches. We act on hunches. It's just we're doing it now more consciously. Um, you know, it, the, the, think about it. I, I've asked this, this question I'm about, I'm about to ask in four continents, seven, you know, ten different languages. And I asked, I asked the people this question. I said, when you think of an old friend just out of the blue, and you say to yourself, and, I, and, and you, you, you take the chance to call them right then, huh. what do they say to you? A lot. Of, I was just thinking of you. That's exactly right. Yeah. People answer that question <laughs> the same way all over the world. Yeah. And, and that's just proof that we already do it a little bit it's just that we don't we're, we're focusing more on this as a real phenomenon it's just not a thing we joke about women's intuition well men have it too yeah um, so we're just we're growing up you know uh, understanding all these ways the world works that our materialistic science just hasn't gotten around to or only a few, and, and it's just, uh, unfortunately, we're stuck in a kind of material, many of us still are stuck in this kind of materialistic uh, attitude about what how life works. And, uh, uh, yeah, whole generations, you know, uh, just live for fun.
<laughs> you know, it's true. how can I maximize my fun? And, and, and that's, that's great. That's, a, that's nice. But you don't want to leave out the spiritual trek that you're on. Because the later you get into life, the more you will regret It's true. And at this moment, there's this grand revelation uh, about intuition. Because it's there to work like this. And it, you get a hit, an intellectual uh, a, a feeling. It could be, like I say, it could be uh, an emotional thing, kind of. But it's an urge to do something. Uh, also, or it could be... A, a just thought, a real thought. Like it feels like you're talking to yourself, but it just kind of happens in your in your mind. So, uh, uh, or of course, it's a picture, a vision of you do you do you should be doing something. So, you know, um, like I always get visions. You know, the vision I got was me get, going in this place and looking for the dog. Yeah, and so. Why did I think that now? It's, it's a major thing about intuition, but it works this way. You, you, if you follow it as soon as possible, it's always to do something, you do it, then it puts you in a position to have a synchronicity. Uh, yeah. yeah. It takes you to the place where the next synchronicity is supposed to happen. That's, and, I, yeah. yeah. So that's the flow you want. You want to follow your intuitions, act on them, and... Then get there and search for the synchronicity. You have to talk to total strangers. You know, everybody used to that. How do you strike a conversation with total strangers? Now, again, I'm in the south, so it's easy. Other places, it's not easy. You know, they treat you like you're a predator or something. Strike conversation. So, you know, that's the best. That's the way it works. And the, the more you follow your intuition, the more synchronicity you have. The more synchronicity you have, the more you're helped in life. And your yeah. dreams, you know, come true at a faster rate. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's a, that's a great explanation of, of the intuition and the relationship of synchronicity. I'm also wondering, you know, how can we, how can we distinguish our intuition versus our own ego's desires i mean what's the difference between like me saying i want to be a millionaire and that's like you know an ego versus an intuition is i have a, a grand vision of, of touching millions of people's lives i mean what's the difference between ego versus intuition and how can we tell the difference well ego is usually something that makes you feel better about yourself. Uh, you know, this, uh, but what you're looking, what we're all looking for is inspiration energy. Yeah. Uh, when you start thinking about what to do and you get this little daydream about, oh, I could do this and that, like you and your radio show. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, how'd that happen? You, you, you kind of you kind of visualized it first, right? Yeah. And it hits with a, a feeling of inspiration, and, and you know, our people, the science scientists will argue. Well, what's inspiration? That's just some kind of mental phenomenon. That's that's uh, that's nothing that can be talked about. Why not? Everybody has moments of inspiration. That's a real uh, lift in your energy. And it can be described, and if you put 100 people together, everybody, you know, you talk about inspiration, I do it all the time. And they go, of course I've had inspiration. Okay, how long does it last? Well, until my wife yells at me or, <laughs> yeah, that comes up, you know. So, so it's always a, the, the touch, the thing is getting back. You know, it's all about life energy. Yeah. I always like to get around um, to this because and again what I'm about to say has been proved scientifically a hundred times a thousand times who do you think has the strongest immune system I, I mean, who are inspired yeah who they really are motivated to do and, you know immune system off the, off the scale 
and the, the people who are depressed have the, have the lowest. Now, we all get depressed and we all get anger and scared, angry and scared, but <clears throat> it's inspiration energy. And what you do is you find some way to help. And, and I'll just go ahead and talk about this. The third, the third revelation about how the work, how the world really works, is um, about karmic reality. In other words, do you really get to live any way you want, treat people any way you want, and have a happy life? Well, the social media giants seem to do that, right? And the Wall Street tycoons, but do they really have a happy life? Yeah, they have money, but I can tell you, I've done studying this, they don't have a happy life. Yeah. Because they're not in alignment with the karmic design of this world. Yeah. People fight me, they don't want there to be karma. They want to be, uh, yeah, they want, they want it to be that the things they do, their secrets, nobody really knows. They, yeah, they think it's... It doesn't matter, you know, because that's what the philosophers say. Oh, this is an absurd world, nothing matters, just do what you want to do and try to get through life. And 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 that's that's a prescription for depression, I can tell you. That's, that's all, right? Uh, but we can prove to ourselves that there is a karmic reality in this world. And again, if you talk to people at the grassroots level everywhere, you ask them about karma, and whether karma is, is, um, uh, is, there, is there really karma, you know what they say? Absolutely. What yeah. goes around comes around. Yeah, it's in pretty much... Uh, they've seen it with people. You do, you do bad what happens. People get there, you know. <laughs> yeah. They'll start having problems because they're doing that. So here's how it works. And I think anybody can prove it to themselves. The, the, uh, the, and again, this is, you know, there's a, dozens of books about this. It, you know, this is a consensus with, uh, among people who are, talk about this and think about it. But how it works is it, it, it revolves, karma on this, on this dimension, um, revolves around giving. Okay? Helping. Helping. You know, the Bible's full of that, right? But it, you, you know, if you're a helper, and let's make it about synchronicity, okay? Because we don't just get synchronicities from people. People get synchronicities from us. Yeah. And once yeah. you think about that, you go, okay, well, what's my responsibility to be thinking not about my own synchronicity so much, but about what... What's going on in my life that I'm getting the intuition to tell this person about because it might help them? Wow! Yeah. And and, and so if you really if you really uh, start to practice that, something amazing happens in your life. But here's the way it works: if you're a giver, okay, you think about helping other people, and you do. Uh, you draw in your life more givers. Exactly the same thing for you. And if and if you're a taker, now take when I say take, if you manipulate any person for any reason to make yourself look good, to uh, to uh, sell them something they don't need, uh, or or to take something from them like energy, then what happens is that you're taking. And you begin to see happening in your life other takers very similar to you coming in your life, misleading you, taking your money, and 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 it's it's not for punishment. It's to show you how how that feels, what it really feels. And you know, among therapists, it's been proven a many times. And you know, we hear about people's lives and and. You know, the thing, the hard thing is that we're unconscious of, of taking from people. Uh, but the Celsius Cross, you know, shows about controlled dramas and trying to win energy from people, build our egos up, and all that. That's taking. 
you, you lower this other person so you can feel more energized. So you see what I'm what I'm getting to. It's all about if you're a taker, you your life your synchronicity slows very far down because you've got to learn this lesson to get past the taking to be able to give. But if you're a giver, which listen, ninety percent of the people in the world want the best for everybody. They want the best for everybody's children. You know, it's only you know this kind of dark side of corruption out there that uh, that is is uh, operating this way for the most part. But sometimes we do control people thinking we're helping them when we're really draining them. Yeah, uh, that's the kind of taking that we have to get past. And again, parts of the selfish policy to talk about how to do that. Uh, but it's always giving is, is the solution, you know. If you're depressed, go find somebody else depressed to, to talk to. Help, help, you know, give them some energy. And it's, it's the cure, okay? And I, there's some, sometimes it's, it's uh, uh, brain chemistry, but, the, you know, 99% of the time it's just you're in a, you're bummed out about your life. Yeah. And giving is a solution. So, so those are just some ways to understand how the world works, so that our lives can suddenly be karmic. Now, now think because we've been such controllers of each other and takers of energy. You know, we're just emerging. You know, new generations are emerging with this with this understanding that. Energy balance is important. Don't take, and 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 as we, it's, so really, you know, the human race is just now understanding karmic reality enough to try it, <laughs> to try to get in alignment with it. And I can tell you, it it makes changes in your life that you can prove to yourself because you start to see more synchronicity, more people coming out of nowhere to give you a solution to a problem. And that's how the world is designed to be, where we're all helping each other with through this synchronicity and and and, and helping. Um, but the human race is just beginning to prove it to themselves. Yeah, no, I think that is a really good point about um, <laughs> the importance of giving to other people, and also sometimes being mindful that there are others out there who are takers. You know, how can we? Um, stay grounded or stay in that intuitive flow if we're around other people who are trying to take from us or they don't even have to be takers it's just you know we might have a family member or a friend who just is really stressed out and anxious and goes off on us i mean you know how do we stay grounded when we're around other people who might be consciously or unconsciously trying to take from us you find another way to sustain your energy. In other words, um, yeah, you know, you're, you're explaining that yeah, you know, people are in power struggles all over the world. That's really what's wrong with the world at every level: families, nations. Yeah, that's what's wrong with the world: uh, ego trips and power struggles. Right. So we have to get out of those power struggles. And in the, the self-sustaining prophecy, and this is another insight. You know, this is this is the fourth insight. Where you 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 tap into a source of energy that allows you never to be drained again, never to have to defend yourself again. It's a kind of uh, okayness, no matter whether you're down to your last penny. There's not. There's not, not, never any reason to feel this way. You just can ask for it and get it. It's, it's in the Bible, you know, it's called uh, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. But you can't get there if you don't think it's possible, right? <laughs> Still, dealing with everything at the ego level. Um, there, there. When I say it's a new world of consciousness, that's raising consciousness because so many people are meditating. I'm not, I'm not 
you know, I'm not kidding about this. This is a direct link from meditation to expanded consciousness. And what you get is, you know, you're going to this, you can prove to yourself that there's a divine source. You know, if it tells you to go right, you know, if you get, uh, if you get some uh, sense that you should go beat somebody up, you know, you're not connected to the source in our heart. Yeah, this, because it's, it's, it's a love source. And everybody, you know, God is love has always been something that all the poets have said and the songwriters and the philosophers. Um, so we don't know the nature of it, but we can feel the love. And that's a heart opening. So I like to teach a meditation that focuses on you know, having this basic, um, the strongest emotion that we can have is love. And, and people argue with me about that. Oh, that's too mushy. Or that's that's not strong enough for this world. You can't you can't be talking about love all the time. And and uh, I just laugh at them because that's the strongest emotion, the most simmering, the most um, uh, giving. Uh, because, because that's, that's the energy you want. You want this love-born energy that you summon up because it becomes a habit. And you have to meditation, do meditation. But what happens is through meditation, you practice being in that space, or being that person that you're not when all you're just going on is ego chatter and how do I make myself feel good and how do I make more money and oh my God. You know, that's ego chatter. You have to let that go and and intend, prayerful intention that, you know, to connect with this, uh, this, uh, you know, uh, it, it's not really a download because it's in us already. Uh, and, but that's what it kind of feels like that you know you get this, this emotion of love that you can connect with. It's not emotion. You know, I love all our experience with love is always an object. You know, we love our parents, we love the first little puppy, you know, our, our first teenage crush. You know, we loved everybody has loved, but we think we need an object or God. People love God, and that's that works because it's so broad. But you want to be in a state of love. And if, what it feels like once you practice this uh, meditation where that's your goal, that's your intention, it, that's the energy that comes into you, and it brings with it a peace that, that, you know, that sustains you no matter what has happened. All right? Now, for people who are skeptical about that, uh, you don't understand Right. Why let something not be tried? Because if you try this, it always works. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't work is if you don't do it. If you're, <laughs> it's very hard to be with yourself. You know, a lot of anxiety there. You know, oh, I have to be quiet with myself. I can't pursue my coping devices. And, you know, you chatter in your mind. You don't have time to be meditating. What do you do? You've got this list to do. Uh, so it's really fun to uh, understand that that's what everybody goes to, that ever reaches this kind of centeredness and this, you know, the, 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 every religion has a description of that it's possible to get this peace that surpasses yeah. all understanding that is there no matter what is going on in and out of the world. Um, but you have to you have to practice it because what you practice is the non-thought, the person that can just be there with not no thoughts, and guess what? With no emotions, they're trying to come up to get you. You know this anxiety, or maybe angry. This has happened right when you started business, and now here's this pandemic. And, oh my God! You're angry. All of those are chatter that you have to let go of, let go of anxiety and anger. Okay, I get back to anxiety after 20 minutes of meditating, right? Just wait, wait, 
Don't worry, I'll go back to being angry. But the fact is, the more love you have, the connection, the state, which is our birthright, our natural human development reaches that state. Um, so, it, you know, it's time to, just because nobody's talking about it out there, or, or tied to a religion, doesn't mean it's not real. It's something that we can prove to ourselves, and that's the big one. That's the big Because if you're going to be compassionate when someone is cussing you up and down, you got to be from that place. And, you, and what happens is you never have to defend yourself because you feel okay whether they're taking your energy or not. In fact, if they want to take your energy, you just give them all, okay, here, right. give it all. So if when people try to take your energy, you have to learn not to, you just give them more. Yeah. And when people, when you do that, and just don't, uh, don't argue, you know, just kind of be in your happy place, you want to call it that, and it sustains you. And, uh, you know, you don't want to hang around if they're intimidators, you know, these kind of dangerous people. You know, some people just collect one dangerous person after another, you know. And you really should walk away. Yeah. <laughs> don't try to uh, linger to try to save a dangerous person. Yeah, it's, just, it's not going to happen. Just give them energy as you're walking back. <laughs> that makes sense. So stay safe with this, but but really, we all can find this place where we cannot ever defend ourselves again. Somebody's shaming us about this or that, or are angry because we didn't do this or that. You just you don't have to explain yourselves. Yeah, it's very you, true. You just say, well. You know, thanks for the kind words. Or, uh, okay, I'll think about that. Just disarming kinds of things don't defend yourself. And then you can stay in the flow. And that's a practice. You have to do that over time. But we yeah. Know. Um, no, I, I think that makes total sense. And I, I really like how you are boiling these uh, insights into very practical, useful ways. I'm wondering, we have a, a, a few minutes left. I'm wondering if you could spend a, a couple minutes just talking about how you applied some of these principles to your life in particular. I know you used to be a therapist and for 15 years, and then you, at the age of 43, I believe, is when you published the Celestine Prophecy. I mean, what was it like at that time in your life to try to apply some of these principles um, before you had published the Celestine Prophecy? Well, you know, to write about this, you know, I, I discovered these principles in, yeah, you know, I, I moved from psychotherapy to spiritual counseling. Yeah. Right? Because that was the laboratory I really wanted to work in. And so I, you know, I, I, um, you know, these, all these principles really were known in the therapeutic com uh, community first because, you know, we were seeking to help people become happier, right? Yeah. The first thing, the first thing you, you know about therapy is that you can talk about what goes wrong in somebody's life forever. <laughs> And but nothing will change, right? All you but but there has to be a spiritual breakthrough component. You know, and, and so we were all talking about this. Uh, okay, how what kind of transpersonal uh, moment can they have? Uh, but what happens is that once you break through to this piece that surpasses understanding a sense of centered self where you become the star of your own movie unfolding. You know, all these are psychological states that have been talked about for a hundred years in therapy. So, but how do we all just figure out a way to get to that place without having to, to, to go through that process? And, and it really became, the reason I wrote self Posse is because I was describing insights that can bring that sort of, 
life transformation just because we understand that it's possible and we go searching for it and we use intention to go searching for it. So, you know, I, you know I've gone through stages. I've gotten done these books. And, and right now I'm into um, doing, uh, doing, doing workshops, events, uh, but also we're creating a community for this sort of searching and this sort of attainment. Uh, and uh, it'll, it'll be opening soon on CelestineVision.com. Uh, and it'll be a community of where we talk about the real down-to-earth aspects of this with each other. Uh, and, and we also offer uh, mentorship. Uh, so it'll be a community that'll have mentoring available in groups and in, in individually. It'll have uh, life coaching available. Yeah, I actually do some uh, actual um, uh, business uh, consulting around using using these principles to get projects done. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm interested in that. You know, because that's that's the that's the real place where we break through. We put this into 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 practice. That's CelsteinVision.com, or you can Google my name, and you'll you'll get it. That's 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 awesome. That sounds great. And then and also too reminding people to mention this at the beginning, but the Celestine Prophecy Inspiration Tour. If people want to find out more about that, you know, where's a, a good starting point? Uh, you know, it's what this. If you'll if you'll just Google James Redfield or the Celestine Prophecy Tour or any of that, it it it'll come up how to find it. Yeah. Uh, uh, finding information and uh, uh, you know, be, be, be easy to find our schedule. Again, a lot of it's been postponed. Yeah. But we'll get back at it when it's time. Yeah. Um, well, we've got maybe a minute left. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you were uh, hoping to yeah. talk about? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we didn't get through all the insights. But the, I know. Again, Celestine Prophecy, the new addiction, new additions especially, has an afterward on staying awake. So when people read the Celestine Prophecy now, especially younger, uh, younger people, uh, they, they, they finish it and they go, whoa, how do I live all this? Well, how you live it is to stay awake. So I, I've, I've done an afterward on the book uh, that teaches you what, much of what I've said here. Uh, and it's a reminder of how to stay awake uh, but in terms of just uh, important aspects of how to live the synchronistic flow that turns into a clarity by our mission and then allows a mission to come true, you know, to get in that flow, again, remember it's about giving. And, and the thing most important is to give energy, especially after we get centered in our own uh, sort of wholeness. Uh, we have energy that that comes is love, but it, it's energy that keeps us inspired. And the way to keep that flow going is that when we talk to anybody, we remember to give energy. And what happens is that, and that starts to flow. So the way we can stay up and inspired and have a great immune system <laughs> is to uh, feel this and then, uh, and then let it spill out. You know, that's just kind of an image you, one can have, but it spill out on another person. And what you do when you're talking to anybody at any level, anytime, you look for higher consciousness, an inspired kind of look that we all have when we're got it going. And when you look for that in the face of the other person, I might be angry, I might be sad, but if you just find, try to look at that face and the eyes and just, just kind of image, try to find that inspired look and keep talking, what happens is you can lift people into that connection, you know, for the first time. I mean, they need to do their own work. They're not going to be able to sustain it. What happens, the best thing that happens is it keeps us full of energy as we spill out of the people. And 
people will say, well, what's that person got? Yeah. Anything that's not everybody's birthright, which is high motivation and alertness and synchronicity and acting on our intuitions, you know, that's the flow that's our birthright. So it's contagious. People who don't have it, don't have that flow. They, they look and say, well, what's that person got? How can I get it? And then we can share what, what humans always do. This has been my experience. What's been your life experience? This has been my life experience. But now we add breaking through to this uh, you know, sort of high creative uh, flow of life that takes us to something that we really wanted. That's, yeah, that's great. Very, very well said. I mean, I've, I've always been interested in these topics, but I, I really like the way you break it down into such practical, analytical, and inspiring um, format. So uh, thank you so much for your, your time and your wisdom. We really, really appreciate having you here. Well, quite welcome. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, you've got, you have great energy, so keep passing the word out there. That's that interview. I know you, you do that. Well, <laughs> so, thanks. It's been, a, it's been an hour with you. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you.